0: Hey, welcome everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. Man, it's so good to be back with you guys. Had a long break and uh, some issues due to a global pandemic you may have heard about <laughs> or experienced yourself. And uh, so it just set us back a little bit, but we are never going to give up and we're back. So for all of you faithful li- listeners who have been checking on Spotify and Apple, uh, podcast and a few others that we're on. Um, I'm so thankful that you kept the dream alive, and uh, we're back now, and so good to be with you. Uh, what we do here, if you're newer to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast, well, my name is Josiah. I'm one of the pastors at Cross Point Church, and I love to host this um, little program where typically the main thing we do is we're going to take a verse of Scripture, oftentimes the verse of the day from you version on whatever day I happen to be um, recording this. And we'll look at it three ways. Number one, we'll look at the context. And uh, those of you who are uh, Bible study veterans, you know what that means. We'll be looking at verses before and after the particular verse we're looking at. And then sometimes looking at the whole chapter and sometimes looking at the whole book, just in a way to, to uh, shed light on the meaning of the verse itself. And it's a great preventative measure that keeps us from just trying to make the Bible say what we'd like it to say, or, you know, just getting it wrong in some way that, you know, might hurt our our growth in God and and hurt our deeper understanding of the Bible as a whole. Um, The next thing we'll do is uh, we look at the verse and see what it might've meant, you know, do our best. This is, you know, but we'll do our informed commentary, reading, asking people when we don't know best to see what was meant uh, by the original author to the original audience. Um, those of you who believe that the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, which I believe, and we believe on this program, um, this will help us to say, God put this message forward in his own way. And he chose this author in this culture to say it in this way to this culture. So we try to look at that again, not exhaustively by any stretch of the imagination, but enough. So again, we don't go reading things into it or trying to make it mean something that it doesn't and then the last thing we'll do is we'll say hey jesus said very conclusively and and repeatedly that all of scripture points to him in some way jesus the crown and the focus of our faith and that in everything jesus did we see god that jesus was the incarnation of god himself and he says that the scriptures were breathed out by the holy spirit and that in some way all scripture points towards him now Those of you who are familiar at all with the greatness of God and of Jesus, you know that it's not in some cheesy way. We don't have to bend scripture or you know make things say things that they don't in order to try to see Jesus in it. We don't do that, and the Bible doesn't do that, but we'll just do the best we can to see if we don't see some echoes of Christ in the the verse we're looking at, okay? And then um, another thing I would love to do during this new season of Crosspoint Scripture Podcast is... I would love two things. Number one, we'd love to maybe bring up a a current issue, just something going on in our culture and not preach about it or answer every question or solve every problem. But because this is the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast, what I'd love to do is just bring up a current social issue that's causing some ruckus and just see if we can see a scripture or two that would just shine a light on it, that's all just say, hey, here's a scripture that might speak to what's going on. Or what I love to say is, hey, this, this issue that we have here in our culture, this was happening back then too. And here's something that Jesus or Paul or James or you know Peter said to it in the Bible. And uh, I think that could be fun. And then the last thing I would love to do is, I'd love to have, we had this somewhat last year, but I would love to have some people on some interviews uh, so, and not famous Christian speakers, uh, authors, or singers, nothing wrong with that, but I'm saying for our program here, I'd love to have some, just some people from our church and uh, maybe some people from another church if they're interested and just sit down with somebody and, and say, hey, as a normal Christian person trying to read the Bible and understand it or live your Christian faith, do you have a question or an observation of something you'd love to just bring up here on the podcast for the, for the benefit of our listeners? And I'd just love to interview them and and just see about the scripture they're asking about and just kind of get into that thought process a little bit, okay? So those are the things we're planning to do. Um, If you're excited by that and you want to be along for the ride, great. Um, You can find us, like I said, I know for sure on your Apple, uh, wherever you get your iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and I know you can find us um, on Spotify. So I hope you're along for the ride. and, And for all I know, Easton and Ryan, the guys will get us on some other platforms, but... I'll let them uh, drive that bus. All right, so for today, just to kick off our new season, I'd love to do two things. Number one, I'd just love to pray, and then we'll get into Hosea chapter six, verse six, because that's the verse of the day um, on this particular day when I'm recording it. So um, Hosea chapter six, verse six, let's pray. Father. We dedicate this entire podcast to you. Um, We thank you for the great treasure chest of your scripture. We thank you that it reflects your mind and your heart, and uh, we just want to understand you better. And so, as it says in Psalm 119, Lord, open our eyes so that we can behold wondrous things from your law. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, Holy Spirit, if you don't help us, we won't see what we need to see. And so taking one day at a time and enjoying one moment at a time, I ask you that you help us just look at the scripture a little clearer today and get the strength we need. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, so um, Hosea overall is, a, is a, one of the prophets in the Old Testament, one of the books of prophecy. And uh, when you go back and read it, it's a pretty well-known book because uh, it's a very shocking <laughs> uh, setup at the beginning. Uh, what happens is the spirit of God comes to a guy, Hosea, And he says, this lady is gone. She's in a life of prostitution. And I want you Hosea to go and take her for your wife. And it's supposed to be shocking and it is. And uh, the grand scheme throughout the book of Hosea is that God says, this is what it's been like for me to get with my people Israel and try to show them that I love them and and I want better things for them. And I'm trying to bring them home and I want them to be my bride. So it's pretty cool, pretty intense stuff, and so Hosea kind of lives this out in real life, prophetically, and 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 we get to hear both how it's going, <laughs> and then also um, Hosea is putting these prophecies forward from God as he kind of speaks this love and this challenge to Israel, and so that's where you know we find ourselves here in Hosea, Hosea chapter six. So just reading from the ESV. Here's our verse and then we'll look at it and its context by reading some verses um, above it and below it. So first of all, Hosea chapter six, verse six in the ESV says, for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings, okay? For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. So the first thing we noticed just looking context-wise is this is written in two couplets, two little groups of two, and it, it itself is a group of two. I always love that kind of stuff. And so you'll find a lot of this in the Hebrew Bible and it's worth looking at and studying more, which is outside the context of our program here. But I think it bears looking at the way the structure, the literary structure that's put together here because it'll help us with context. So two things are contrasted, And then those two together as a group are contrasted with each other. So God is saying, he's the one speaking here. He says, for I, God desire steadfast love. This is what I really want. I want steadfast love. I want love. And this means steadfast love means then what it meant now, which is love that doesn't quit, love that doesn't give up, love that is true and not, you know, love without hypocrisy. That's what God wanted from his people and not sacrifice. And then the next uh, couple things that are contrasted is God says, for I desire the knowledge of God. He wanted people to know him. He wanted to be known rather than burnt offerings. Okay. So steadfast love and the knowledge of God were ideal. That's what God wanted. And he contrasts it here with sacrifice and burnt offerings. Now we don't have time to get into it all, but um, you know what? We'll go back and pick this up as we go through what it would have meant uh, to its original audience. So just in this context here, we can learn that God is speaking and he's saying, what I really wanted from you guys was for you to love me steadfastly. And I wanted you to know me. And instead I've got sacrifice and burnt offerings. So he's contrasting these things, okay? And we know that God is uh, in a brokenhearted mood here, you know, that uh, he's expressing his heart here because if we go, let's just go back up. We could go further back, but let's just go to verse four to help us with the context. And in chapter six, verse four, God starts this way. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? That's uh, like, you know, nickname is not right, but it's, it's like a name of love, you know, Reaching back to one of the names of the tribes and just saying, you know, calling them that, like, remember, you know, like a special name for them, and he does it again here. Look, what shall I do with you, O Judah? There's another tribe, and he's kind of using their their name, you know. He's reaching out to them. What shall I do? What am I going to do with you guys? Your love is like a morning cloud. Okay, so a morning cloud it appears in the morning and disappears by noon, like the dew that goes early away. So you wake up in the morning, the grass is wet, but you give it an hour, it's gonna be gone. Therefore I have hewn them, this idea of uh, cutting down, pruning, cutting down. I've hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth and my judgment goes forth as the light. So because their love has just keeps drying up for him and disappearing, then this powerful you know, picture here, he he's sent his prophets and Hosea is one of them. I have hewn them. So the words and the lives of these prophets has cut down their false love, their false ways. And it has actually killed their false ways and their false pretenses of loving him by the words of his mouth. And my judgment goes forth as the light. So it's shining down on them. And then God is answering. So verse six, he's saying, why would I do that? Why have I cut them down? Why have I shown this light? Why judgment? Because God says, for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Okay, so in order to bring them back, in order to say, this is what I wanted to, to be loved and to be known, that was the whole point. And because you guys have, have not responded, I have sent my judgment through prophets and my word to wake you up, to shake your cage, to get it, to get at what I wanted. So, um, powerful stuff, you know, and, and the context helps us to understand that. Now, let's go quickly because this is, um, important because this is the Old Testament. So, God, and to his original audience, is speaking to his people, Israel, and it's real plain, you know, he's addressing them by the, some of their tribal names, Ephraim and Judah. And um, to the original audience, they would have known he's, through this prophet Hosea, he's digging on his history with them. So he calls Abraham out of a different people. And from Abraham and Sarah, though they couldn't have children on their own, God fixes that, blesses them and makes them a mighty people. So they're only a people because God made them that way. And he did it because he loves them and he wanted to show his love for them to the rest of the world. So when they don't love him back, it's like this big, man, it's heartbreaking. And God is just expressing that through uh, Hosea here. And then when he, and we don't have, this is a huge subject, so we won't have time to get into it all, but he's... The very first time when he he saves them from Egypt, he brings them out into the wilderness, there's always there's already this kind of complaining against God and what are you doing? And it's so hard to trust you and this is new and I don't get it and they rebel and and all this and God's saying, I love you, but you guys can't act this way and you got your Ten Commandments and you got you guys always go astray in your hearts from me. And so in order to for you to approach me and not be destroyed because of my holiness, here are these sacrifices and burnt offerings that I need from your hand to express, you know We are not right, we are not who we should be. Here's these sacrifices and burnt offerings as an appeal for forgiveness, as an appeal for the forgiveness of their sins. You'll find this through the whole five books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's, you know, there's so much there to study, but that's the basic idea. But God was saying, why these sacrifices? Why burnt offerings? Because I love that kind of thing? No, because I had wanted steadfast love And the knowledge of God. I wanted you guys to know me and to love me and and like I love you. And so so the whole, you know, this is so interesting to me because, you know, the original audience here would have been the old testament people of God. And you hear not as much as you used to, but you still hear this kind of myth that the old testament is just about judgment and law. Like the whole point from, you know, Genesis to Malachi is that God is just telling everyone he's angry, which of course is not true. If you go and read it for yourself, you'll find it's not true. But Here we have um, evidence of it where God is saying through Hosea to his original people, I love you and I want you to know me. The sacrifice and the burnt offerings wasn't the point. It was a way for you to come to me, okay? And so that's what the original audience would hear. And so it's okay for us to hear that. You see what I'm saying? Like, if this is what it meant to the original audience, that God's saying, hey, any amount of this, judgment or light that I've brought into your life. It's not because I need you to sacrifice something for me. It's not because I need burnt offerings from you. God doesn't need anything from you. It's as always, and we know this from the New Testament because Jesus said the same thing. We know our New Testament tells us this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only God and the one you have sent Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? (laughs) Knowledge of God and steadfast love is still the point. God hasn't changed and it's still what he's trying to get at. And we know from the gospels in the New Testament that that's why his son, Jesus came. We know that it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, still the motivation that he sent his only son that whoever would believe in him might not perish, but have everlasting life. And so there's still that judgment there, judgment of saying God abhors sin and won't have it. That's why some are perishing, dying, but if you don't want that, God doesn't want it either. And he's, and he's reaching out. So I've always just trying to show you my love and, and want you to know me um, as I know you. And so the original audience there helps us to see how we might see Christ in this. You understand we can, we can follow. How would this point towards Christ? Well, as we study our gospels, the life of, of Christ, and as we get into the New Testament letters and things that point back towards Jesus and his life and what he's done for us, we see this is still God's heart that the judgment that, would, that goes forth is the light, that judgment that was laid on Christ on our behalf. And also that someone was hewn down by the prophets and slain by the words of his mouth. But we know that the Bible tells us Jesus died in our place, that he received the full judgment and wrath of God. So that again, we would get the clearest possible view that God desires steadfast love and not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And we know it's because Jesus said he came to fulfill the law and he would have been referring to um, Hosea along with um, you know the rest of the law. He came to fulfill the law and the prophets not to abolish them. So I desired steadfast love, not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And to show you that here's my son as a sacrifice and a burnt offering. Do you see that? So just powerful points to jesus in that way as a fulfillment of the law so um just briefly how could this help us in our daily life i'm sure there's a million ways as i'm sitting here talking with you guys about it um, something that occurs to me i so often get hung up on these things that i think god wants me to do for him it's a big trap in my life you know i've got to do this for god i'm God would be happy with me if I did X. This is how I'm falling short and need to catch up with God. It happens to me all the time, maybe, maybe that does you too. And I wonder, I love those moments. It's so hopeful and refreshing for me when I look around and I say, oh yeah, I remember now. What God desires is steadfast love, love without hypocrisy, not being a uh, sunny day friend only, but steadfast love towards him and he wants me to know him. And all of a sudden it breathes life back into those things that I should be doing. So instead of, oh, I got to read the Bible or got to be mad at me, I have to go to church or got to be mad at me, all that kind of stuff. No, Um, that's all dead. And it's not what God wanted anyway. We could almost read this verse to say, for I desire steadfast love and not just Bible reading, prayer time and church attendance, the knowledge of God rather than just, you know, (laughs) only playing joy FM and so on like this. You know, there's all those things are good. We should do them, they help us. But if we do them because we wanna show steadfast love towards God because of his love towards us and because we wanna know God better, all of a sudden it breathes life into those things. And the most important thing is we have God sharing his heart right here telling us that that's what he wanted rather than, you know, just wrote obedience. That's his heart, he wants it that way. That's pretty cool. All right, guys. Well, so thankful to have you um, back on for now and uh, happy to be here with you. Always excited. This helps me so much with uh, my walk with God and it's a good way for me to get into the scripture as well. So I'm glad you guys could just be here for that. So if you have any um, requests, things you'd like to see on the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast, any questions you might have, you can always address those to JSERRA at thecrosspoint.com, J-S-E-R-R-A at thecrosspoint.com. And I always do my best uh, to answer any questions you may have. So appreciate you guys being here with me and I'll see you next time.